0: Hey, everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to
1: $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to a great show. And as you can see, my guest is live and we're ready to be here. And I hope you're ready to jump. If this is your first time, the show is all about bringing interesting guests like you see right there, telling their story, and hopefully their story will inspire you. So if you want to know what we're talking about, how to get involved, stay tuned. Let's
2: go. You know you should be doing something different, right? Hey, I'm talking to you. Do you believe that you have the gift for greatness or have a special talent, but don't have the courage to take that next step? Always wondering how others made it look so easy? Well, welcome to Jump, the show that will bring you special guests just like you and me. How did they get the courage to jump into greatness? Doing what they love and living the good life. So, get ready to jump with your host, Charles Matthews Jr.,
0: Yes, let's jump together and let's start off right at the back. My special guest is in the house. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing great,
3: Charles. How about you, my man?
0: Um, listen, this is what I love to do, meeting interesting guests like yourselves. You know, And we were actually talking for the first time, so there's no script on this. There's no pre-script. It's just we shoot from the hip and we just get to know each other really well. So... Give us some background, my friend. Born and raised, tell everybody who you are. Oh, geez. Well, my name is pronounced Die. For those that are probably
3: looking at that and thinking, "What is that?" and uh, it's a Welsh name, means David. And uh, Manuel, my last name is Portuguese. So, so figure that one out. I, I am a mix. And uh, as I said to everybody, don't worry, I'm just Canadian live in Vancouver, Canada on the West Coast, which is, uh, for those that uh, are in the States, we're about two hours north of Seattle, right up the coast. So we're your northern neighbors. And, uh, you know, I, I'm 44 years young, uh, proud dad of two beautiful girls, now soon to be 16 and 18, and i uh, been dating my wife for 21 years. So that's that sort of encompasses uh, the, the Big picture. And then obviously, there's lots of things that I love to do in between. And uh, I guess that will come out in our conversation today.
0: All right. So you scared me when you said two daughters and they hit the 18 mark. How does does that, is the the pop? What do you have? What do you have? A a bat, uh, a pipe? (laughs)
3: You know, it's why I stay healthy and fit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big motivation. We used to have an ongoing joke with my daughters when they were quite a bit younger. It was like, oh, don't worry, you'll, you'll be able to date one day, but uh, they got to beat dad in an arm wrestle. So uh, <laughs> now now that might backfire, as my wife says, because they might start bringing home some linebackers and uh, some guys that I, I can't handle. So so I, I've had to revisit that strategy as they've aged. and uh, But no, it's, it's, it's great. They're, they're amazing
0: amazing girls amazing women Uh, there you go there you go i got a daughter myself so i I, i'm gonna learn from you i'm gonna learn from you my friend so (sighs) let's start off with the the young boy in yourselves before you got Mm -hmm. you're dating your your girlfriend at the time before the kids what was the young you doing it and thinking about
3: yeah. You know, it was, it was interesting. I, I've been someone that's worked in the wellness space now for sheesh, 26 years, like my entire adult life, uh, but I didn't come to the wellness space. Um, well, let's just say I, it wasn't a natural thing for me. And reason being is I, I, like a lot of people when they get into the wellness space. Uh, maybe they had a passion for fitness, passion for serving others. And uh, mine sort of was a, a more of an act of discovery than, than invention, if I riff on sort of what Simon Sinek and some of the other guys talk about. But, you know, at age nine, I started to deal with just stress, anxiety, a little bit with social withdrawal, only because, you know, I had gone through something fairly traumatic. My parents separated and then eventually divorced. And I didn't think it was a big deal at the time. Uh, But, you know, things started to shift for me uh, emotionally and and psychologically, obviously. And so I, I learned how to start to cope with some of that through mechanisms like eating playing video games, watching movies. Uh, So you can imagine that those types of habits, if we do them all the time and those become our normal, uh, it's not conducive to a healthy living. And and so over the next five years, I pretty much self-medicated and and learned to cope with a lot of stress and anxiety by eating and playing video games and watching movies. So I I eventually got to the state where, you know, the doctor pulled me in uh, when my mom took me in for a checkup and uh, you know, the words, Morbid obesity was uttered, and I didn't understand that. So, you know, at fourteen, I was morbidly obese, and that brought a whole lot of other stuff. Right. Uh, but fortunately for me, it, you know, eventually got to a point at age fifteen where I said enough, enough, and made some changes. And uh, that's what got me into the fitness and wellness space was going through that transformation myself personally and getting excited to help others with it too.
0: Yeah, and that's and, and I always say you know it's a great story because you can when you talk to people now. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing is, I always say to a trainer, they say, "Oh yeah," and I said, "What have you ever been in a competition? Have mm-hmm. yourself have yourself oh, ever been overweight? <laughs> have you ever been this?" When you talk to people, you're coming from experience. You know, you that mm-hmm. you know exactly how they feel and what they're going through. So, how long did it take? Like, what was the what was the breaking point? You go, "Okay, this is it now. Now I got to get enough muscle on me to arm wrestle <laughs> my daughter's boyfriends."
3: Well. Wow. At age 15, you know, if I was to, there there was a lot of internal driving factors there. And obviously it got to a point where I was very depressed and withdrawn. And I mean, I I hate to almost say it's a cliche, but, you know, a lot of us know people that are struggling with their health. And, you know, when we start to look at the things that we do every day and the habits that we have, it's usually tied pretty tightly you know we're we're, the results that we're producing or not producing it's not like oh my goodness this just sort of happened it's it's really taking ownership of our situation and and accepting that you know what i i really got myself here you know because up to that point before i made a decision to just fully make some changes i i was very good at pointing my fingers and externalizing all my frustrations on other people saying it was their fault for me being unhealthy and being unfit and and feeling the way that i did and uh I just remember getting to a point where I felt like, you know, it wasn't just rock bottom. I felt I was under the rock, you know, and and, and I was suffocating and I wanted out. I wanted to change. And I got to a point where I, I was battling with suicidal thoughts. And it was a pretty hard time, you know, at age 15. You also, you know, hormones are starting to go. <laughs> Things are changing. my parents, you know, I, I'd be sp- spending different time at my mom's and uh, alternate time at my dad's. And, and so life was a, a little bit in flux, you know, I wasn't too sure. And got to a point where I realized that if I wanted to make some changes, I had to be the one to make the changes. I, I couldn't rely on others to, to, to do it for me. And I also realized that the path of change, as intimidating as it is, because I think we'll all, we all know this already. It's almost uh, pointless for me to say, but I'll say it anyways, you know, change is challenging. It's hard. It's a lot of unknowns. You know, it intimidates a lot of us. You think about people that stay in careers like I stayed in a career of 17 years before I finally let go of that. It's a whole nother story. But I I understand how change can be very intimidating. And I got to a point where I said, OK, well, as intimidating. That is, you know, what's more intimidating and more scary is me staying as I am, continuing doing what I'm doing and actually thinking that things might get better. You know, that, that was, I think Einstein had a, a little theory around that, right? <laughs> and, and so I, I ultimately got to a point where I was like, you know, i got to make some changes. And, and so I came out of that bathroom after having a, a major breakdown. And, and my dad was rather taken aback. He could tell I was rather disheveled and, and, and besides myself. And and I expressed to him, you know, I, I want to make some changes. I don't want to be like this anymore. I'm I, And it was for the first time in my life that he could remember it was me driving the fact that I wanted to start doing something now. Okay. And, and so I, I feel very grateful that my dad and my mom, uh, again, uh, being separated, but they they came together to, to talk about it, but they, they bought me a mountain bike because I wanted one Okay, and I just started riding Charles. I just started riding, you know, almost every day I went to the library, got books out on, uh, you know, to educate myself on fitness and on nutrition and healthy living yeah. mindset, 20 months of consistently just, Trusting a process, trusting that things will get better, and and after twenty months, just everything shifted. I changed. I I changed Mm -hmm. though inwardly as much as I changed outwardly. You know, just because of all that work and focus and and just dedication to the process. And Mm -hmm. and I'll be honest, a big external motivator for me was I wanted a girlfriend. (laughs) I wanted somebody to want me, (laughs) to 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 love me, like really. And I know it sounds funny, but it's true like when i think back on what was a big motivation for me i, I saw the other boys starting to interact with girls and i wanted that i yeah. wanted a girl to want me mm. you know i i've worked with psychologists i've worked with some counselors you know over the years uh, specifically about 10 11 years ago where we uncovered a lot of those hidden connections and uh you know it, it, it wasn't easy but i'll be honest charles it was well worth it you know, and I think if anybody takes anything away from our conversation today is that change is often worth it. You know, especially the ones that we feel like we're in front of, we're the ones driving that train of change. It's very empowering. It's nice to see, especially when we start to see the results manifest based on the actions we're taking. And and that belief in ourselves just starts to rise. And it's, and it's contagious. Right. As soon as we start to get that going, that momentum we create from within, it, we realize we are very resilient. But more than that, we can achieve often things that we, we never believed we could achieve before,
0: and that—that's so amazing, right? Yeah, and I love that story because change is the jump. For me, this is why mm. I want to have your on there because you, if, unless you take that chance and jump, that's your change. You have to take right. the chance in life. You have to do it. But what I want to know is, <clears throat> excuse me, we're we're both around the same age, and <laughs> over thirty years ago, there wasn't really a place for us to pick up the phone. And as a boy and call and say, I'm feeling this way. There was nobody around your age or somewhere you you felt you can talk to, or you just, you thought it was embarrassing. Or what do you think? You you couldn't pick up the phone and call a friend, a buddy, a cousin, anybody. How did you feel? Well,
3: yeah. I mean, it's definitely a very lonely feeling, you know, and I've come to realize just now at the age that I am, and especially over the, the journey of the last 10 years that, you know, alone and lonely are very different, right? Like it's, it is very different and and choice comes into that a lot of the time, you know, and and I know I chose to be withdrawn, chose to be by myself, would avoid situations that were any large groups of people, uh, especially people I didn't know very well, because I felt very uncomfortable. You know, and I felt very, you know, I had a very low self opinion off, of course, just based on that state of unhealth I was in and all those negative thoughts and those voices and, and, you know, they can often go from chirping to squawking to, to screaming and, and, and it can be very debilitating, you know, it, it would create a a lifestyle of me saying no to things that people would normally be excited to say yes to. And I, I, there wasn't really any community that I could plug into. It's not like today where yeah we do have amazing access to great communities all over the place. And, you know, I, as I tell my kids, I, I'm older than Google. That's why I didn't go to the computer and search (laughs) up all this stuff. Like I went to the library and, and funny enough, you know, I, I, I started to educate myself so I could, have deeper understanding of what was going on in my body biologically and, and chemically and uh, hormonally, especially, and, and as well as just started to understand how to move my body with a bit more purpose to create a positive adaptation or a result. And but it was the mindset piece that I really needed camaraderie community to, to support me with. And, and I'm very fortunate that I was able to, as sheepishly and as challenging as it was able to ask certain key individuals that I knew maybe didn't know very well, but ask for support, ask yeah. for help. And I feel very grateful to, to today because, you know, they act as mentors for me and whether they even realize they were or not, because we never had that formal conversation. Hey, will you be my mentor? Cause I didn't understand. I didn't know that language back then. Right. And, right. But, but I asked for support and they gave me that support. They didn't have to, but they did. And uh, that was a, a, a real powerful moment in my life just realizing that there are people out in the world that are very willing to support and help others to, to do things that they know they're being challenged to, to try to do and, right. and then help them create that and ask the right questions right like sometimes it's just the questions that we're asking ourselves or have someone ask us that can be very clarifying for us in those moments yeah. of, of struggle and and so I was just felt very fortunate i I was introduced to that idea of mentorship from 15 16 17 years of age and and uh, th- those individuals you know they, they really helped me through some some challenging times and uh, to be honest it introduced me to the power of support and the power of helping the power of just being there for somebody and right. uh, and then you know from 17 on up to this day I, I still continue to do the same for others because I, I just want to constantly give back,
0: you know? Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about what you're doing now to give back. Cause that's all it is now, what you're doing, how you can help people. Stay right there. We're gonna hear a quick help from Carolyn Dixon. She is a person that's helping people in business right now. And there's a little little tip and tricks you can get from my website. So stay tuned and listen up.
2: Thanks, Charles. I'm Carolyn Dickinson. And I'm here to tell you that the life success board systems are live. These success boards have massive impact. The system will allow you to be able to envision that anything is possible for every area of your life. It'll give you direction. It'll give you focus and it'll keep you moving forward. There are eight success board systems available to you plus bonuses so for more information on this amazing system click the link below you don't want to miss it back to you charles
0: stay with us we'll be right back stop are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting edge AI technology, you can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. CMJ Entertainment is a one-stop shop. CMJ Entertainment helps people do any type of events, and it's a marketing tool as well. So we'll cover everything from start to finish, and in the same time, do some marketing to help you sell your product. If it's a wedding, we'll make sure your wedding is over the top, and if it's an event, we make sure that everybody gets information at the end of the day. Give us a call at 416-414-8964, or online at cmjent.com,
2: Hey, it's okay if you're driving or too busy to take notes, Charles has your parachute packed with all the info you need to jump into success. Check out the links section for all the tools you need to land safe. Now let's keep falling with Charles and his special guest.
0: Yes, don't worry if you're driving and you need to get some information, you can get back and we're on Spreaker so you can listen back to the audio and we're going to dive in and how this gentleman learned from you know, a lot of stuff in his life and he's now giving back and that's what we want to talk about, how he's giving back and how he's helping the community and helping others. So let's dive right in as I put some information about your company and your website up on the screen. So tell us a little bit more.
3: Well, oh, thanks, Charles. Well, well, you, you know, I, I'm most excited these days, especially over the last few years, is, is some of the work I've been doing with other men. Uh, I, I can't speak for others, but I can often I can, I can speak for myself. And, and I know that when I look at some of my earlier beliefs, especially as I went into my 20s, my early 30s, I, I believe that being a man was, well, you know, chasing my success. You know, chasing the titles, chasing the money, chasing the things yep. that would help others connect and relate and mm-hmm. believing that that's what would help me relate and stand out. And, and I used to look at all other men and, and you know, I'll be brutally transparent here, but and I'm kind of sheepish when I admit this. But every man I would meet, I was always thinking, man, you're my competition. I'd size them up. I, you know, and just, uh, it, it, you know, it never made me feel good. Like never made me feel like I knew that those feelings I was having, those emotions, these are not good feelings. You know, Mm -hmm. I do not like how they make me feel. I do not like how it limits my ability to connect with other men, especially because I felt like I really needed some strong male figures in my life, you know, and uh, I started a process many, many years ago. This is now over a decade ago. My wife asked me a question and I won't get into the question right now. I have a TEDx talk actually on March 27th. It's free to attend uh, at TEDx Bear Creek Park. I'll be talking about male vulnerability specifically around that story. And the question my wife asked, it got me started on this, but we started a group myself and a, a, my, one of my good friends while we were living in Bali, Indonesia for two and a half years. Uh, and we just returned to Vancouver about a year ago. And, uh, we, we started this group to bring men together to create a space that's safe and, and trusted. And, and it allows us to, to go deep in conversation, but also not have fear of being judged by other men and, and not having what we use against us. And, and it's bringing men together to literally just share openly and honestly without that fear, that concern that, you know what, what I'm going to say here might turn around to be used against me. like you know, to any man, like I'll, I'll be honest with you, Charles. I, I struggled with uh, admitting to my mistakes, my shortcomings, some of my limiting beliefs, like to, to admit that to another man, especially. Yeah. Oh, you don't do that. <laughs> you know, that was my belief. But as soon as I started to open up and have these conversations with other then it was like crazy. It was like, Oh, I feel the same way. I was mm. like, you start realizing we're so much more alike than we are different. And yet in our own minds, we think that everybody's out to get us to some level. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I really wanted that that deeper connection. And, you know, in the last two and a half years, we've seen over 500 men show up to these free events that we have every Monday night. And and it's so powerful, you know, just to see how this has impacted them, their families, their communities in, in such a positive light. And, and so that's been what's, I mean, it's alive and real for me right now, especially with the upcoming TEDx talk. But, you know, there's no hidden agenda here. There's no business attached to this there's no money being to be exchanged it's simply men coming together to support men openly and honestly and authentically and uh it's been very just amazing so so that's what i'm doing these days to to help support and uh it's just got me lit up man uh, I'll tell and, you that.
0: i was watching a youtube video uh yesterday and it was a bunch of uh football players mm. and he they were talking about you know how they as football players don't come together as men and say Oh, I'm having a problem. Can you help me out or I'm having this? Can you help me out? Because like you said, we're men. We don't call another guy and say, you know, this is what's happening. Can you help me out or whatever? You know, we're supposed to handle it. And he he told a great story, and I, I have to admit, I was doing it too and I realized that I didn't even know I was doing it. He said <laughs> he, he has twins and one boy, one girl. And if both fall down, you as a dad, you run to the girl. And you say, okay, baby, you're okay. Don't worry. Daddy's got you. You got a little boo-boo. You're okay. And you go over to the girl and you pick her up and everything's good. But if your boy falls down as men, what do we say? Get up. You're okay. You're a big boy. You're okay. Don't worry about it. Big boys don't cry. You're tough. Get up. And I thought to myself, why do we do that?
3: <laughs> you know Isn't I mean? that crazy? Well, it's our belief around masculinity as well. And I And I know there's a lot of interesting conversations we'll just say that but but i I think that there's a a big conversation that's happening between various communities and cultures as it relates to this idea of of what's a man Mm
1: -hmm. right
3: and and i think we're starting to challenge some of these i i don't know i i I would just call it limiting definitions right Right. they're very limited in scope and you know we're all trying to fit into boxes but especially when we start looking at uh, just the conversations around gender today you know there's a Gosh, I, I just think it's such an interesting time right now. And so this idea of masculinity, what does it mean to be a great man? Or what does it mean to be just a better man? You know, like that is the underlying questions that we want to address when we come together as men. It's like, well, you know, where, where are we at right now in our own personal development? What makes us, lights us up? How, how can we support each other? You know, and, and it's such a, a, a novel feeling. Like, I'll be honest with you, like, you know, three years ago, I, I knew there was something there. There was a void. There was something that needed to be filled and, right. and I wasn't getting that, that, that fulfillment. And, and then as this has started and it sort of just picked up and having these very deep conversations with other people, I started to realize, you know, gosh, back to the, just full circle, you know, that idea of loneliness and being alone. Mm-hmm. Right. We might, I may find myself on my own a lot of times with my own thoughts, but being alone or lonely is always a choice and now it's like i've got like a bunch of dudes i can call up at any time and just have a candid yeah. conversation and it is so empowering to know that yeah. and 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 know that i can offer that to them in return as well and you know it's just I, and i i believe you know i because i was the obese as a team i didn't get into any team sports Okay. And so I didn't have the opportunity to to play on teams and and to get that camaraderie and community within that. Because right. I've also I've talked to we've we've attracted uh, like former athletes. You know, we got a few CFL guys that come to our our Monday gatherings and mm. and to hear how they refer to teams and and some of those bonds that they have as they've been playing sports their entire lives. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I think there's a there's a nice space between both worlds, and it's just a matter of how do we how do we bring those together? You know.
0: Yeah, I always say, listen, on my cell phone, I got, you know, my 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 top five on speed dial. When I need them, got I it. just push uh. the button, speed dial, they're there anytime you need to call. And it could be anything. Sometimes, listen, during the situation we're now with COVID, you're mm. sitting there for months not talking to anybody. You have the phone. Pick it up and just call yeah. somebody and say, yo, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening here, all right? And that's it. So I love that. But let me ask you this question, only because you got the two girls, you know, you're a father. I want you to, and is there a difference? You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force you to choose or I just want your definition between a dad and a father. Is there a difference? Are they the same? Are they different as you get older and younger? What is there a difference? Like people say, oh, I'm a dad. Oh, I'm a father. I'm a, you know what I mean? What is it?
3: Well, you, you know, I used to always think that I'm a great provider. And that was my crutch, if you will. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that was, yeah, I go out. I earn the primary income for the family. I support the kids. I support my wife. I, I, I must be a great man. I provide for them. Whatever they want, I get them. They need to be protected. I protect them. You know, like, And so that, I had a very limited definition. Okay. okay, and understanding, and so I felt I was fulfilling that to a T, mm-hmm. and yet at times I wasn't providing what they really needed. They didn't need me to pay for another tuition or another coach or another opportunity. They wanted a, a father, a dad, to be there to support them, to have those those sometimes challenging conversations because they're just starting to navigate into the world, and they want a male perspective. They want a right. dad. They want a father. They want that first superhero in their life, right? Yeah. And and when I really start to understand that and lean into that, because it's uncomfortable to have those conversations. I, I'm just being honest with you. Like I, I struggle to have those conversations because my dad, and I love my dad, and I know he loved me. He, he passed a, a few years ago, but I know that we loved each other, but we didn't talk about emotions. We did not talk about <laughs> oh, any of this stuff, okay? Any of this stuff, and 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 uh, and so that was my role model, you know, and and the the, yeah. the typical male figures on my family, especially my dad's side, that was the norm.
0: It's we don't a, talk
3: about a, that stuff.
0: It's a pat on the head. It's a punch <laughs> yeah. in the shoulder. It's a well, yeah. I, I get it.
3: Cork it. a bottle, like <laughs> throw the sports <laughs> on the TV, and away you go. It, yeah. And and it amazed me, but it that was it. And, and yeah. so I struggled a lot, especially in my twenties, my early thirties, before I got mm-hmm. to a point where it's just like, you know, I, I don't like the direction my life's going, right? And, and I believe I'm meant for more.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I can be better, and the only thing that's limiting me is me. And it's yeah. a scary place to get to when you finally come to that acceptance and that realization, because then it's like, okay. Now what, <laughs> you know, and, and I think the cool thing is, is there's people like yourself, Charles, that are producing just fantastic, uh, uplifting content, you know, content that opens our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our souls to, yeah. to different possibilities to to things can change. And I think that's what we all need. We just need reassurance that, you know what change can happen. And I think I can actually be the one facilitating that in my own life. I don't have to wait for it to happen. I can actually get in front and start to create that. And, and that's just so empowering. Like it, yeah. it can start with the smallest of things like me starting to ride a bike every day, you know, changing what I put in my mouth at that 14, 15 year old boy. And right. over a period of 20 months, everything changed. Didn't happen overnight, but it, but will, it, change.
0: Change. it yes. will change. will yes. Make yes. the opportunity. Take a chance, jump at it, go do what you got to do. It will happen. But the thing is, it has to start with you first. And you made that decision. You just came out of the bathroom. You're like, enough is enough. All right, listen, this is what we're doing. (laughs) A, B, and C. And (laughs) and look at you now. You know what I mean? A great great dad, a father of two, doing some great things. And the main thing that I love, you're helping others. And that's what the thing is. I think that everybody has a gift, And your gift was put on this earth now to help others to give back because now they're going out there being great fathers and great dads. So congratulations. I'm going to give you (laughs) a big round of applause, buddy. (laughs) Charles, I love it. I love it, man. Before we go, I have a quick game for you. Okay. Let's do it. And it. it is called rapid fire. So I just rapidly fire these questions at you. You just tell me, you know, your answer you can you can tell me a story on it but it has to be like a quick story because sure i get it i get it all right so here we go you ready i'm ready favorite song i
3: well it's more of an album tragically hip up to here it it was the album i listened to okay so at 14 real quick at 14 i remember borrowing my dad's sony am fm remember the old uh, (laughs) yellow brick i would take that and I had two uh, albums, one on each side. And so I would listen to one side, and when it got to the end of the tape, it would automatically flip because that was really cool back then. Oh, it auto-flips! Yeah. And it would flip, and then the second album, that's when I would know it was time to come back. But one of the albums was tragically hip up to here. So it's – and I would listen to that album almost every day out on the bike. So it's it's very close to my heart and to the changes that I've, I've uh,
0: achieved. All right, now we have to extend this – extend this answer. For, for those of you that don't know what a tape is.
1: <laughs> Oops.
0: I don't have time to explain it. Just Google it. All right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> oh man. <that's> cool. so, <laughs> real quick, you're you're doing a TEDx. Tell everybody when you're doing that.
3: Yeah, March 27th, so it's coming up in a couple weeks here. It is free to attend this year because it's only going to be streamed online. Uh, It's TEDxBearCreekPark.ca. Free tickets, just go ahead and hop on there. 12 incredible speakers. There's a couple 16, 17 year olds that you have to listen to. One's leading climate change in Canada. The other one literally took it upon himself to start a business of creating PPE product with a digital, uh, one of those um, printers. Um, the uh, yeah, Yes, yes. And it's a remarkable story. So those are just two of the 12 speakers. I, I feel very fortunate to be one of them. And uh, I'll be talking about vulnerability with men especially.
0: Okay, so then back to rapid fire. What yeah. song are you gonna listen before you jump on stage?
3: I, uh, you know, I, I, there's a song by Journey that is really partial to my wife and I. It's the the uh, Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, it, you know that that song. So it, it's it's my wife and I. It's our song, and uh, okay. that's always the song I love to listen to, especially when I want to just get focused, get get excited, and, and really just light up that passion.
0: All right. So, what is your hidden talent that nobody knows about? You know, I have the ability to
3: help people do things that they often don't believe they can do, you know, and I just help them get out of their own way. I I don't know how that came to be. I think it was just going through my own process and having others help me with that exact same thing. And so I've gotten very good at helping people see that, that, that thing that's probably holding them back from just all of a sudden unleashing into what they want to achieve. And and so that I would say is, is one of my special powers.
0: All right. When you were eating and you were just binging away. What was your go-to snack? Oh man, uh, ice cream
3: and and I, I. Okay, this one's awful. Okay, we all know what Costco is. Remember yeah. Costco? They have those muffins, and it'd be like three flavors. It'd be the chocolate, it'd be the poppy seed, and, and yeah, usually yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget them. You know, there's um, a trays of twelve. Well, yeah, 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 those yeah, yeah, yeah. Are- <laughs> Okay. They're not muffins. Okay. Those are cakes and they are mini cakes. And I would often have a couple of those in the sitting. And it wasn't until I understood calories. All of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, those are 1200 to 1500 calories per muffin.
0: Yeah. Per muffin. yeah. I know, and exactly- have a couple
3: of those as a snack.
0: I know like, exactly what you are. And they're all like in order. The chocolate, yes. the vanilla, the pot. Yes, I know those ones very well. There was the yeah. poppy
3: seed one. I was really partial to poppy seed. And turns out if and it's hard to believe this, the poppy seed one's actually the one with the highest amount of calories and fat content. Which is interesting, right? Like I would automatically think that the like either the chocolate or, or like the pecan one, like the one with all the nuts would be that. but There's actually yeah. the poppy seed one. The poppy seed. <laughs> Go figure. The one you think is healthy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh anyways i'm glad i'm not doing that anymore <laughs>
0: all, right, all right so your 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 girlfriend your your partner right now how long you guys been together dating for 21 years all right yeah. so anniversary coming up what are you gonna cook for her
3: i i am super simple when it comes to what i cook uh we often i'll, I'll do steak. You know, and then I'll have asparagus, usually some sort of a starch or a, a, as well as a big salad. And uh, I usually buy a pie. So, uh, and, and well. we actually got married on December 12th, 2012 at twelve twelve. I can never forget the date. So guys, just a, a little tip here, pick a date that's memorable, that you'll never forget. You'll never screw that
0: one up. <laughs> well, since we're, since, we're helping the, since we're helping the guys out and this is a guys episode, um, I actually, I, you can actually put it in your ring band. So every time you take, if you take your ring off, you look in your ring band, it's right there. It's always on your finger. That- so you never-
3: Charles, oh my gosh, that is just the money one. But you know what? And I feel really guilty. I lost four rings while I was living in Bali, all in the surf. And yeah. uh, so I only use these cheapy rings now. <laughs> the little rubber band ones, right? I, uh, my wife refuses for me. I, I can't buy another wedding band. So, <laughs> uh, but I love that idea. It's so good. Maybe I should just get a tattoo of it,
0: right? Hey, there you go. Uh, all right, the last important question of them all. Are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. All right, so all the all the boyfriends that are coming to the house, if he the arm wrestling is right-handed. All right, so if you're trying that's to,
3: that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> if you're trying to get <laughs>
0: matters, it's right-handed arm wrestling. That's what you're gonna have to Charles, work for. Oh. Right-handed, my friend, my man. It's been a blast. Before you go, anybody you want to shout out to? Go right ahead.
3: Hey, you know what, To, to, to uh, just because I know we it's been a very male-centric conversation, but I just want to extend an open invite to any men out there. If anything I've, I've said resonates with you, feel free to reach out. I'm easy to connect with. I'm just Diamond Well on any social platform. It's one best thing about my parents giving me a unique name, you know, all before Google came around because I'm very SEO friendly. So <laughs> please uh, reach out. Realize you're not alone, and uh, I, I'm happy to have a conversation anytime. But uh, Charles, thank you. Thank you so no. much for what you do in the world and, and, and for this opportunity to connect with your audiences as well. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward. I have a podcast kicking off in, in in later Q2, and I'm excited to have you as a guest on my show. So uh, uh, more more to follow on that one later.
0: No, it'll be a pleasure. And we got to have more conversations like this. We're, we'll okay. do a special where we'll just bring some more men on and just talk. Because I think you know some people are scared to talk, but if they see us talking, maybe they'll do it. You know what I mean? I see some hearts coming up on the screen and some love. So thank you everybody for watching. Thank you for so much for taking the time. We'll see you next time, everybody.
2: See you later.
3: Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Thank
2: you for listening. If you liked the show or have a comment, we would love to hear from you. Join our mailing list. And as always, check out our special deals links below. I hope this has inspired you to look at your life and jump. See you next week.
0: Hey, hope you had a great time listening to the show. If you think I did a great job, please buy me a coffee. I still got a lot of work to do. We would love to hear from you, your feedback. So please click the link and leave us a review. You can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link. Once again, it's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.